The purpose of this program is not to prescribe a treatment to individuals. Listeners should consult their health care practitioner before attempting any treatment. Good morning and welcome to Health Watch. I'm Dr. David Naiman, your host. Today's guest, Dr. Suzanne Bennett, is a holistic chiropractor who specializes in allergies, clinical nutrition, and environmental medicine with an emphasis on pediatrics. She's here today on Health Watch to talk about her new book, The Seven Day Allergy Makeover, a simple program to eliminate allergies and restore vibrant health from the inside out. Welcome to Health Watch, Dr. Bennett. Hi, thank you so much, Dr. Naiman. How are you? Good. Well, let's start out with your personal story that led you to become uh, an expert in, in allergies that you begin the book with. Oh, gosh, thanks so much. You know, uh, many, many years ago, my son is now about 20 years old, uh, but uh, way back when, I, I was a sports medicine specialist, and I knew nothing about allergies at the time. But my son was born, and, and sure enough, little by little, at a very young age, he started getting allergies, symptoms, not just regular runny nose or itchy eyes, you know, things that were really severe where he would have rashes from head to toe, uh, breathing issues, wheezing a lot of asthma, and then it ended up being deeper and causing anaphylactic reactions at a very young age. And as a parent, we were so scared for him because he, we had to literally carry this medical injection called an EpiPen where we would have to inject our child to save his life so he can breathe better. And um, it just ended up being that I knew nothing about allergies. My, my expertise was in sports medicine, so I basically started looking at what is going on with my son. Why is he so sensitive to the world and the environment and to foods, all different forms of foods? And little by little, I, I discovered that there are so many natural ways to help him and feel better. And ultimately, I basically helped him heal from his, his illness. And I, I completely switched my practice from sports medicine to, to allergies. Everyone had allergies once, once I realized that, you know? And when you were trying to puzzle this out with your son, you, the solutions you came up were, weren't things that were uh, proposed by your physicians at the time? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, my physicians were all wonderful. I went from a lot of doctors, one doctor to another, a lot of dermatology as well because he had a lot of skin issues. And although they did their best by giving us the creams, the albuterol, and, of course, the EpiPen, the injectable, uh, it just wasn't good enough because what they were doing was, was that it's after the fact that he had the severe allergic reactions or allergy symptoms. It wasn't like they gave me any information about how to prevent it, what I could do at home. How can I serve him in a way to make sure that he's going to be the healthiest and grow up without having these severe allergies? I, we, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of children. And all my friends, we didn't have a lot of allergies or even asthma. Never even knew anything about albuterol and these breathing treatments until we got older. And, and nowadays we all know at least one or two people in our lives that are allergic and that may even be severely allergic. So when you say the word allergy in, in the seven-day allergy makeover, you, you say that you're using an expanded definition of the term. What, what, what is your definition in the book when you say that is allergy? Correct. You know, my definition of the book, I believe that when our body goes into some form of reaction and a symptom is expressed, symptoms can be not just hives and, and nasal congestion and the typical allergy symptoms. But I'm talking also about ones that are hidden allergy symptoms, like headache 
when you have uh, diarrhea, uh, insomnia, anxiety, those are symptoms of your body. And my definition is broader. It really reaches out to those forms of issues. So any kind of cellular change or physiological disturbance in your body, to me, that's a sensitivity. That's your way of your body telling you something is going on. And let's dig deeper. Let's figure that out. Because what the drugs will do is it will affect, it will stop the symptom, but it's not giving you the core issue, the root core issue, which is what I was interested in. I, need, I wanted my son to get rid of the allergies 100%. Like, why would it even, why don't we just go beyond that and figure out what is the cause of it? And after doing all the research, going to um, American Academy of Environmental Medicine, postgraduate work, this was in the 90s when my son was really young. I found out that there were many, many different things that I didn't even know that you can do at home and take care of your own environment. For instance, in, in day one of my seven-day allergy makeover, it's all about nutrition, nutrition. And the seven foods I, ask, uh, I put in my book, which ones to re- remove and eliminate, those were the seven top foods that my son really needed to watch out for. But I found that as I started taking care of more and more allergy cases and pediatric cases, those seven ones kept on coming up, the same seven foods. And so you're suggesting that people who want to deal with allergies, even if they don't have digestive symptoms, they may see benefit by working on uh, food allergies. Correct. I found that the number one way to reduce inflammation in your body and I mean not only gut, but also inflammation in your respiratory system and any other area that's, and you know, inflammation is one of the key factors of an allergic reaction. Well, by reducing the inflammation in your gut, that's the fastest way to reduce other allergy symptoms. For instance, if you've got, let's say, a runny nose in the morning, itchy eyes, runny nose, and you're all congested, and you know, some people might have these dust mite allergies, if you reduce the inflammation in your gut, um, in your digestive system, you're actually going to have less allergic reactions because you're not overburdening your body and you're not overburdening your immunity. So you're less sensitive. Does that make sense? It does. But uh, I, I was curious about the seven foods that you recommend r- removing. And it would seem to me that different people would have potentially very different uh, food responses and food allergies. So, so are, are you recommending... Are you recommending that people remove those seven foods across the board, or are you recommending that people test them out? In the beginning, in the beginning, a lot of people don't have access to doctors who knows how to do these testing. A lot of these blood tests as well as a scratch test, they do not show up. The food allergies don't, do not show up. And they say that, I've done all the research on it, about 50 to 60% gives us false negatives as well as false positives. So the easiest way, and I'd say the gold standard when it comes to allergy um, testing is what you call an elimination diet, elimination diet. So what I propose is that you take away the seven foods for the first week to two weeks. If you do it longer, you will definitely see more results, more results. And what are those foods? Oh, those foods, number one, it's gluten. These are the gluten grains, wheat, rye, barley, oats. And then even the ancient grains, kamut, spelt. Other names are called triticale, farro, semolina. These are all in the same grass grain group that have a protein that, that's gluten-based. Now, there's so much information out there about gluten now, which is awesome. 
I've been gluten-free for over 20 years because gluten actually caused my gut issues and as well as joint pain. I had severe joint pain in my fingers. As a chiropractor back then, it was concerned because my fingers were so swollen. Um, and once I started removing these gluten foods that we all eat, it's in all forms of flour products, our bread, our um, even uh, soups. They even add wheat to soups. It's a lot of hidden wheat and other forms of grains in our, our foods, though, in our packaged food items as well, that it can cause an irritation. I am not talking about celiac now. Celiac is, is truly an autoimmune condition. I'm talking about gluten intolerances where you don't have the enzyme to digest the gluten. But in these, in these um, gluten grain, uh, grain uh, foods, there's also sugars that, that also can, can react. You know, you can't digest the sugars very well. And when that happens, you also get bloating, gas, a lot of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome um, cases. So that's another reason why we want to refrain from uh, gluten-based. Number two. It's dairy. And I mean all forms of dairy from cow's milk, sheep's milk, goat's milk, um, buffalo milk, and even yak milk. And, and I would say that all the different products that are made from dairy, including the, the protein and the sugar, which is lactose, um, the least offending agent of dairy products is actually butter and ghee. Ghee is the clarified butter uh, where they actually extract all of the proteins and the uh, lactose out of it. So going dairy-free will be really helpful. And there's so many wonderful alternatives now that you can find it all in um, the health food store, the almond milk, the uh, rice, as well as hemp. Those are all really helpful to replace your foods. Uh, so, Dr. Bennett, one of, one of the other things that was interesting in the nutrition section was your encouragement of, of people with allergies to emphasize cooked foods over raw foods. Can you talk a little bit about that, too? Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, I love raw foods. I love raw um, when you wash it yourself and keep it really clean. And what I mean by that is this. One of the biggest uh, factors that a lot of individuals are allergic to and is actually mold, mold and yeast, mold and yeast. It's a natural part of our environment and ecological system. We need them for breaking down everything, breaking uh, down our um, waste. In fact, we have it in our own gut. But I find that if you're sensitive to dairy, excuse me, when you're sensitive to mold, it can cause sensitivities and inflammation in the gut, and you are changing your gut flora when you eat it. And what I mean by eating it, let's say you love eating blue cheese dressing or blue cheese crumbled over your organic live green food. Well, that blue cheese is actually made out of mold. That's, that's Penicillium roqueforti. It's an actual mold itself, and you can actually be sensitive to that. Um, that's my number four food that I talk about is, is refraining from eating fungally contaminated food. Another thing, when you go out at a restaurant and you go out to eat and you have this wonderful big salad of baby greens or arugula, well, often you, you, the restaurant, number one, they don't wash the food as, or they don't wash the veggies as you would like them to. And number two, sometimes there's going to be one or two kind of, you know, well, wilted, moist, a little mildewy leaves here and there. And when that happens, obviously you're going to eat that, um, and it will disrupt your gut. What, what a good symptom, one symptom that you will notice 
a telltale sign that you've been exposed to fungus is after you've eaten these types of salads and foods that have, might, might be contaminated with mold, is that you get an itchiness in your throat, a scratchiness in your throat, and sometimes even soreness. And that's an indication that you've been exposed to mold. So um, then you've got to think about, okay, if I've been if I've been exposed, what did I eat? Did I have any salads? Did I eat any dried fruit? Because dried fruit is notorious for having mold on it. Um, did I um, have any peanut butter? I eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There's a lot of things that I talk about in the book in, in day one. And number four food that I ask people to eliminate is foods that are not clean, um, that may be contaminated with fungi, including wine. Wine is loaded with mold. In case you just tuned in, we're talking today with Dr. Suzanne Bennett about her book, The Seven-Day Allergy Makeover. So at the beginning, Dr. Bennett, you you talk about uh, one of the things that was a trouble for your son was a reaction to metal in the cookware that you were using in your kitchen. So what would be the best and worst things to be using in the kitchen in terms of food preparation and storage? Great. Absolutely. You know, little did I know that the way I was feeding my son and what I was cooking my food was actually affecting my, my son's, um, under a chin, he had this one rash that just wouldn't go away. And it was a big patch, I would say about half of a dollar size under his chin. And it was always inflamed. He was always scratching at it. What I, I found out was that, you know what, there's a way that I can literally shave off his head, take all the hair on his six-month-old baby and send it in to check out and see if there were any metals affecting him in a negative way. It was a, a metal hair analysis test. And what I found were three metals that were really high, nickel, mercury, as well as arsenic. Well, the nickel ended up being that I looked in the online back then and found that there are a lot of things that could cause nickel allergy. And for him at six months, I wasn't doing anything but nursing him and starting to feed him his um, little rice meal, right? Now, the first porridge that you give is rice, little, little bits of baby food. And I would use a small um, teaspoon, which was made out of stainless steel. Well, so were my pots and pans. My pots and pans were all stainless steel based, and, and, and I think I even had an aluminum one back then. So what I did was I removed that. I got rid of it all, and I replaced it with glass, glass pots and pans, as well as, um, as, well as the enamel cookware. Uh, the enamel cookware is a little bit more expensive, but it's, it, it lasts a lot longer. It doesn't break as quickly as glass. But anyway, what I did was I replaced it. And within five days, within, within a week, that rash went away naturally. Naturally, Dr. Naaman. And when that happened, I'm thinking, my goodness, if I can help my son little by little recognizing what was the root cause of it, I know I can help him get rid of his allergies. So that was the, the beginning of, like, discovering what are my environment and what we were doing in the home. So what you want to do is you want to replace it with things that are neutral. Um, another good thing would be an iron pot. If you want to make uh, your eggs, it's got to be really well-seasoned iron pot. I have a beautiful iron wok that I've been using it for years for uh, making my own uh, bolognese pasta, spaghetti sauce. So you can use that in and. Uh, you can also use glass uh, pot, potware. Nowadays, there's even, and I've done some research on this, is ceramic. Have you seen the ceramic uh, where it really is nice when it comes to making eggs because there's no, it's a non-stick based? 
I don't think so. No, it is available now. It's called ceramic pots and pans, cookware. Ceramic cookware, it's all over. They call it green pots, green pans, or green ceramic now. And it doesn't have uh, the Teflon type of coating uh, where you can get the PFOE, PFOA um, off-gassing, which is a chemical that can irritate our body and cause um, other types of symptoms. So what you want to do is you, you can get those for nonstick foods. And then I highly recommend, instead of plastic containers to store your food, um, now more, more and more information is coming out there about plastics, not only for environmental reasons, but also that there's uh, chemicals in it that leaches out when you heat it in your microwave um, and, of course, store it in your refrigerator. I use glass, glass, cook, uh, glass storage containers. And although it does have plastic covers, what I recommend is that you use parchment paper to just put right on top of your food because parchment paper will not leach anything negative into your food, and it will um, cover up. Uh, if, even if it's hot, uh, parchment paper will not have any problems, and it will cover up your food without it touching the plastic top that you lock lock up the container. And, and what's, what's your preference in terms of cutting boards, which would be in an area where uh, things would be particularly exposed to bacteria? Oh, yes. I actually love wood, wooden. I have a wooden butcher block. I use wood, wooden only because of this. They, they found the research saying that wood is just as, as um, it, they think that because of the wood, how you cut into it, and you can, bacteria can set in. If you use soap and hot water, you will definitely have less bacteria. Um, I think that it doesn't matter regarding bacteria. For me, it's really about the toxins that can be leached out and from plastic. Because plastic you can also cut up as well, and it ends up getting in minute amount into the, the, um, our food when we chop it up. Uh, regarding wood, one of the other things is that oils can also maintain less of a, a fungal growth. You know, if you put a, a bar of butter out, you can leave it out for a month, two months. You will not ever find mold growing on it. You know, the blue and the white and, and the orangey type of fur that grows on things? It will not because it's just full of fat. Fungus does not grow on fatty, fatty material. And if you season that wood really well, which is you've got to season it with oil, then it will grow less fungus on, on, the, on the butcher block or the cutting, cutting boards. What do you use? I use, a wood, I use a wooden cutting board, too. As well, yes, yes. And it will last longer, I find. You don't ever want to put it into a washing machine, or not washing machine, but dishwasher. You definitely want to use hot water and soap to keep it clean. So another area that was interesting in your book, Dr. Bennett, was the section on the body. And, and you talk about a, a ritual called oil pulling that I'd never heard of before. And I, I would love for you to share that with our listeners. Oh, oil pulling is a wonderful way of keeping your oral cavity clean your mouth. People do not realize that we've got a lot of bacteria in the mouth, and not just bacteria. We have fungal growth. You've heard of thrush. We have even amoebas, which are these protozoan, tiny little microorganisms that live in the crevices underneath our gums. Oil pulling is an ancient, uh, um, ancient Ayurvedic um, technique. It's, it's from Eastern Indian technique, where you actually put a tablespoon of un 
roasted. So you don't want to have anything of the roasted uh, sesame oil, but unroasted. So it's kind of like a blonde, clear colored um, oil. And you can use, if you're allergic to sesame, some people are, then you can use safflower oil as well. And what you do is you put a tablespoon in your mouth and you start chewing on it. Now, I do it inside my, my shower while I'm taking my shower in the morning so that I can do two things at once. So what you do is you put it in your mouth and you only chew it. You swish it through your teeth and you chew it. And what you're doing is you're actually emulsifying the oil in your own mouth by chewing it and mixing it. Try to do it for about 15 minutes, longer if you can, but 15 minutes is the most minimum that I recommend. And then what you're going to notice is that once you do that, you've got to spit it out into the toilet because there's also waste. It does is it actually pools the toxins coming from bacteria, from the yeast and fungi, it kills bugs. Remember earlier I talked about how fungi cannot live in oil? It will kill it, and it pulls it out in addition to any type of metals that might have been embedded into your gums, gums, any of the toxins that are embedded in your gums. It pulls it out, and you are literally sponging it. You know, it's like a sponge, and it absorbs, and then you spit it into, it, into the toilet. I recommend to use a toilet paper so that nothing splashes up, and I just spit spit the waste into the toilet paper and flush it down the toilet because I consider it as waste. Do not put it into your sink because it may even clog it up. And when you look at the oil that comes up, it will be um, more opaque, meaning, um, uh, excuse me, not opaque, it will actually be more solid looking. I, I opaque is the wrong word. Um, and the reason is because you've emulsified it, and it would be, it would be like a yellowish, thick, kind of buttery color. And that's what you're, you're literally spitting out, a lot of, of toxins. And I find that if you do this every, if you can, every day, but if you can do it several times a week, your mouth will be very clean and fresh. You don't have um, the morning odor that a lot of people get because they've got a lot of bacterial overgrowth. The placking that you can have um, and that the doctor, the dentist recommends you to go and get your teeth cleaned all the time um, and, and because you've you developed plaque from the bacteria, you will have less placking. And some individuals even say that they feel physically better and energizing because there's less toxic load. There's a lot of things that, and you can find it online, just call, look, look up oil pulling. And of course, I describe it clearly on how to do it in my book in day six, which is all about cleaning up your body. Well, in, in our last couple of minutes, Dr. Bennett, let's talk a little bit about water. You, you, you really discourage people who are suffering from either digestive or respiratory or skin allergies from drinking tap water. Can you tell us what you recommend instead? Absolutely. Tap water is loaded with chemicals such as chlorine, uh, fluoride. I know up in Portland you guys have fluoride up there, don't you? We don't, actually. Did, it, did, they t- did they pass that law? Oh, we've never had fluoride, I don't believe. Oh, you know, I've been studying. I, I get, I get um, all sorts of emails, and I believe that up in Portland, they were, your city was fighting it. I'm going to go ahead and look it up, and if I do, I'll go ahead and send that in for to you. All right. Um, but anyway, uh, by drinking the water and taking a shower with that type of water that has a lot of these toxins in it, you can have more allergies because you're increasing the toxic load. When there's more toxic burden, when it comes to chemicals in our water and even in, in the environment when we smell it and we apply it on our skin, 
we're going to increase that load in our body, which then, of course, increases more allergies and more inflammation. What I do is I recommend getting a shower filter. Now, there's a shower filter that's available that looks like a little ball, and it's, it's kind of small. It's like anywhere from four to five inches um, wide. That one really doesn't work very well because within a few weeks, it'll be loaded with the, the uh, particulates and toxins in the water. I recommend a bigger one that is um, uh, about a foot-long carbon filter, and it's available online as well. And what you want to do is you want to, um, you want to purify the water that you are taking showers with. And then you're going to breathe in less and you're going to absorb less to your skin. Now, for oral, meaning like consumption, it's best to drink reverse osmosis water. And the reason why I say that is because reverse osmosis water, uh, when you purify it, it, it will get rid of the uh, small particulates and the uh, nuclear waste that's in our water right now. And you don't want to be in, in our water in Los Angeles. We have high levels of arsenic and and uranium. Now, high levels, what to me is, they, the FDA says it's, it's in the normal limits, but to me, I don't think that that's something that our physical body should be accumulating or drinking anyway. I would like purified 100% H2O and purified water with reverse osmosis unit that you can get at the, your local, um, you know, one of those um, Costco's and things like that. You can get it online. Does and, it remove uh, the healthy minerals that you'd find in naturally occurring water? Right. It will remove the healthy metals, minerals, excuse me. But the way I see it is that so much of the world actually drink water, like rainwater. And did you know rainwater is very similar to reverse osmosis? Rainwater is just pure H2O. There's no minerals in it. The minerals come from where it, it, um, it goes through the mountain and then, of course, through the rocks of the rivers. And that's why we get the minerals, because it goes through soil and, and the rocks and um, the minerals can also be loaded with arsenic. That's the reason why we have so much in Los Angeles. Our water comes from the, the Colorado um, California aqueduct, and it, there's a lot of granite in the Colorado um, rivers and mountains. And in granite, naturally, there's a lot of arsenic in it. So we get that in our water. Um, and, and because the, our municipal water, they do not purify it, with the reverse osmosis, it's the reason why we still get some of these uh, minute amount of these toxic metals and, and the nuclear waste. I truly believe that if it's pure, healthy spring water that's not, that's not adulterated, you know, with these toxins, I'd go for that first as well, absolutely. But it's, again, difficult to find these days, especially in the California waters, because we've gotten a lot of, of contamination from Fukushima. You've got to be careful about that. So, Dr. Bennett, uh, do you have a website if you've piqued the interest of our listeners today and they want to learn more about the book? Oh, the book, absolutely. It's available at the 7-Day Allergy Makeover. You can go to the 7dayallergymakeover.com, and it will give you um, information where you can get the book. And if you do order it online through the 7-Day Allergy Makeover, you get four free gifts from me, one that you can start right away to um, start reducing your allergies and start feeling better again. Well, thanks for being on Health Watch today. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. I, I you know, I'm, I'm, when my desire is to help everyone feel better and get rid of their allergies and get more energy and so they can do what their, their life is all about. Thanks so much. I really appreciate letting me serve your audience, Dr. Naiman. Take care. So thank we've, you. Bye-bye. We were talking today with Dr. Suzanne Bennett about her book, The 7-Day Allergy Makeover. 
I'm Dr. David Naiman, your host, and next up is the Health and Healthcare Forum.